0: Welcome to the Survival Podcast for people who take movies too seriously. I'm Johnny and you will hear from Shane in a minute or two. I am just doing a quick intro here. Well, first of all, to apologize for this being our first episode this year, uh, which leads me into the reason I'm doing the intro. I was hoping we would be back in person recording I didn't want to do another episode until we are in person and then uh, that didn't happen and it went too long and I figured okay yeah I guess we should get an episode done at least. Uh, So we done another remote episode and of course it was full of problems and so I didn't get around to editing it until just now. It wasn't actually that big of an edit. Uh, I just didn't feel like it because <laughs> the work involved in editing the remote recordings the biggest problem with this one was everything was out of sync so every time you hear us talking i literally had to go in and sync back up the clips because i don't know it was a mess anyway I, actually you will hear there's even pints in the episode because i kind of only done that uh, i only went over it uh, twice usually i would do it a couple of more times but uh it is why it is the reason i'm doing this intro though is because for some reason the first like 10 minutes of my track was just uh, muted there was no audio on it and then it comes in like midway during a conversation not even 10 minutes worth a few minutes but it meant there's no intro so i'm doing an intro now so i will just be dropping you into like two three four minutes into the episode like after our intro uh where i'm pretty sure i'm i am complaining about recording remotely so i guess i won't do it too much now uh there's nothing really else to say I guess the upside of this being so lay up, we've already recorded the next episode uh, and it's very short because it was also a remote episode and I made the decision that once we hit the hour mark, I'm, we're done. (laughs) And I stuck to it. I just ended it abruptly. Because now, even if there's major problems, that's not too bad of an edit. It's once you, because you know, like if an episode's an hour long, just standard, any any podcast out there, if it's an hour long, that means probably four hours editing at the very least if you just go over it once. It, well, some people don't edit their podcasts at all. Some people don't need to. But generally I think most people would spend at least four hours for every one hour of audio as just the absolute minimal amount of effort. If you want to do a decent job you double that, do a good job you triple it but when you're recording remotely and you're constantly encountering problems like everything being out of sync and like that distortion problem we had in the last episode the matrix episode that just you can triple all that time again and the biggest problem with that is because like editing is I, i still kind of enjoy editing um maybe not so much audio as much as video but it's the fixing problems that uh just gets really frustrating when you're just doing it for hours because and then you just start to work slower the longer you're doing it the slower you you work so my kind of way of thinking is if we actually stick to just hour-long episodes when we do them remotely I'll actually just get them edited quicker because I won't be spending as long getting annoyed (laughs) with all the problems and we'll actually get episodes out quicker Uh, so it's like you know getting a two-hour episode every like six weeks or getting an hour episode weekly Oh, I I hope we just uh, get back recording in person soon. Anyway, I don't think there's anything. Actually, there is a few things, a few other notes I have that I I could try in here, but uh, I've been talking long enough, so I will just drop you right into uh, mid conversation as we start this episode. Definitely, people caring
1: about it is over. Um, I don't know with Omicron and stuff, I think it's, I think it's burnt itself out at this stage. Um. The reason we start yeah. recording remotely no longer
0: exists, period, basically, is what I was getting at. Ooh. Now you froze a little bit, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just the remote recording is a shit show. <laughs> we'll try and keep this short anyway. Yeah. But I'm hoping we don't, uh, don't have to do many more.
1: No, I don't think so. I think we'll try and sit down next time yeah i think we have to go back
0: uh it affects it a great deal i think and we if we're still planning to do the tape cast we have to certainly have to do that in person oh yeah we well, already have to do that to. In i think we have to, think to do uh, with the way things are and how much yeah. work there is on me to fix episodes and yeah, just of them in general i think we kind of have to just do them all in person anyway like that last that matrix episode no yeah makes more sense. ages to fix and all of them like in generally yeah. like it's just it's so much work for it's
1: crazy that it adds so much work for you
0: yeah but it's because it's just there's so many problems with them like that just don't exist at all yeah if you're just doing it in person
1: yeah and we've lost so many episodes to remote yeah errors and uh, corrupted files and it's usually shit yeah like it's yeah. usually
0: just a file da- missing like which is is very annoying, but um,
1: yeah. What can you do? Yeah. So Johnny, how have you been over the last three months? Have you been up to much? Yeah. Survived any scenarios? Not really. <laughs> worth mentioning?
0: Um. No. Well, <laughs> I guess as always, uh, I would take this time to. I was just leading into uh, ask for reviews. That's what I was going to do. Yes. Um. We the last episode we did, yep. we didn't uh, read out any reviews. I had some ready, but we were having too much problems. We decided fuck it. Uh, So I'm going to do that now. Oh, yeah. Even though they're all very old reviews at this point Uh, from November 29th. This is from Brown Lamb. He said, great podcast from two guys that know their stuff. Keep going, guys. I found you through TCG and I'm not even a movie person. Yeah, I have listened to every episode. My only creative criticism would be to have some gimmicky regular segments, which might help catch a wider audience. Wish, best wishes from New Zealand. I agree. We uh, did try doing segments before. We could never keep consistent yeah. with them, um, and it's definitely something we could never do. It just with the yeah. remote recording, that's especially one that I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even try segments. The, with the remote recordings, there's no yeah. structure in no, the podcast anymore. It's just lads talking shite. It's why our downloads completely plummeted. <laughs> we definitely couldn't um, have segments, but I would love to. I always wanted segments and yeah. um
1: yeah yeah it would be a better way to do a structure yeah we've talked about it for ages. like
0: a lot of things we we, we just talk about them
1: yeah. and he uh he thinks we know what we're talking about or we know our stuff that's uh that's probably the most surprising thing Yeah, about maybe, that, that, yeah. maybe that goes in like <laughs> we haven't really but been talking review. about
0: much the last like two years so <laughs> we've just been talking yeah. like shite also another uh review uh is from jeez i, I feel like i read these out before but i think it's just because i had them prepared for the last episode that i feel i've already read them myself so i just feel over overly familiar with them oh yeah uh twigs babes says top tier content makes me feel less crazy about how much i overthink scenarios loving it lads i think i actually just recognized that username from twitter maybe that's it oh yeah that's good that's Uh, a nice review and both of them are from apple we do have hold on now i need to get up Podcast Addict, there was a new review there, because uh, Podcast Addict also allows reviews. Well, actually, somebody said insightful and amusing, which, uh, thanks. <laughs> EgoBox said that. And, um, wait, did Brown Lamb, hold on, Brown Lamb, oh, yeah, but Brown Lamb, so Brown Lamb oh, no, reviewed us first one you read out, yeah. on November 29th on Apple, they said the, fir- the first one read out, they also reviewed us the same day on Podcast Addict, and they said, funnier than a cat wearing socks, and more interesting than a cat wearing socks. <laughs> um, so he reviewed us, <laughs> or she, or Dave, whatever, uh, reviewed us twice on two different platforms. So that's what we expect of everybody, at least two different platforms. And also some some lad called, uh, I did read this one out before, but it was cut out of the episode. Some lad called uh, Gary Dax
1: uh, said, great fun, as always, guys, whoever he is. No idea who that could be. Yeah. Gary, obviously, but which, which Gary is... How many carries in the world? Yeah.
0: I'm almost certain I read that out before, but I feel like it wasn't actually in the episode. I think I, I cut it out.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it made it into a final episode. Or it was in, like,
0: the Ghostbusters episode that didn't actually go up, maybe? It's uh, meant to go from oh, yeah. Patreon, but I haven't done that either. But what can you do? <laughs> if you want to sign up and support us, you can. If you if you were to just join it now, there is a, a good bit of content on it, but... Uh, just hasn't been much updated for a while. I have loads that should be up there, but it was just yeah, getting around to doing it. Again, it all comes down to the remote recording. You can blame the remote recording, because when it adds like fucking 30 hours to <laughs> of work on it, it's like, well, I'm not going to spend another 10 hours
1: doing Patreon. Uh, it's a full-time no, job exactly. that
0: you essentially get no money uh, for.
1: No, no, you don't give it idea. Fucking doing 40 hours a week for yeah. three hours of content is insane. That's... Most TV shows, they don't put that much... In, like, a, say, a live TV show. Well, <laughs> like they probably do. They're not putting in that they many also
0: hours. get paid, like, 100 grand a year, or 200 but, grand a year, or whatever, so...
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, minimum, like, even... I remember that here, there was there was a, a TV guy here called uh, Pat Kenny, and he used to do a TV show, and I remember seeing it, reading an interview with them, and they were saying, why did you give up TV? And he was saying, because... You'd spend a week working to create an hour of television, where for a radio, you spend an hour to make a week's worth of radio. <laughs> so it was like, you literally they have a meeting on a Monday. What are we going to do this week on the radio? Okay, I can talk about that and I'll interview that person, or whatever. Like, that was, like as the host, that was his involvement. Where for a TV show, he said it was literally like a week yeah. of work for, to produce an hour of television. So he just didn't see the point, the effort. Like, I was like, that was, that was a really good way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> So the whole point is, yeah, it shouldn't take that long to, like, for doing a, the fact that it's yeah, taking it that long is Yeah, just recording
0: it isn't, um, it's not the same recording it, like, you kind of always have to watch, you're not talking over somebody, and
1: I find recording
0: it much more difficult. It kind of depends on the night too, like, it always just depends on how your internet connection is, it's like, uh, yeah. or how Zencaster <laughs> is handling it that night, because, like, Sometimes just like the the tiniest like a millisecond of a difference just ruins the flow entirely. I can get it like in this yeah. as we're recording now. I can tell that it's a problem between both of us. Like that there's a tiny bit of a delay. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I definitely. Oh, you think? Like, I I'm very conscious of. Yeah. I hear if we're like we'll we'll be one of us will be about to say something and then stop, and then the other one does the same, and then you're kind of waiting for a response. And there's a long gap. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get you.
0: But what can you do? So, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh I assume most people have probably seen this. Uh 1974 classic directed by Toby Toby Hooper or Tobe Hooper? I think he goes by Toby Hooper. But um I always thought it was Tobe, because it's just spelled
1: T-O-B-E. I thought the same thing when I was watching the credit coming up. I was like Tobe Hooper. I was like, that is a really odd name.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, but it is Toby. Um but I guess it's like, you know, Kobe Bryant. Oh, it's yeah. not Kobe Bryant, but spelled the si- yeah, yeah, spelled Kobe. Um written by Hooper as well and Kim Henkel. Um Henkel was uh involved in all the sequels, whereas Hooper was only really involved in the second one. He directed the second one, but
1: Oh yeah. I've only uh, I think I've seen one of isn't there a remake there's a later remake isn't there there's a bunch of like there's a yeah. remake and like prequels to the remake and shit like
2: that
0: yeah. and there's recent sequels that are meant to be sequels to the original and stuff oh yeah. it's the messiest franchise ever I think there's nine films now in total <laughs> right. and so okay so there's Texas Chainsaw Massacre and then two was Tobe Hooper and Texas Chainsaw Massacre two is fantastic it's pure 80s schlock for it's a comedy Oh, okay, cool. I must give it a go. Like, Dennis Hopper is in it. Dennis Hopper plays the uncle or father of Sally from the first one, trying to track down the family and kill them. Oh, yeah. And they're living in this, like, underground, like, an old missile, missile silo or something that's dug into a mountain. And um, it basically ends with Dennis Hopper with, like, three chainsaws having a, a duel with Leatherface. Letter, <laughs> <laughs> And I think he might have a flamethrower at one point. (laughs) That's brilliant. Uh, It's bonkers. But then there's Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 that I think it ignores 2 because Letterface dies in 2. And then there's like the next generation. And then there's no films for years. And then there's the remake. Yeah. And then there's a prequel to the remake. I don't know why they didn't just do a sequel straight away but then there's Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D which ignores which is a sequel to the original and ignores all everything else. Oh, okay. And then there's and then there's a prequel to <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D so a prequel to the original. Yeah. But it's also just called Letterface. Oh, even though yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 was released as Letterface. <laughs> and now Netflix has another one coming out that's another sequel to the original but it ignores all sequels including the recent sequel to the
1: original so it's the new one they've done the classic thing which loads of horror franchises seem to be doing now is their newest movie is the sequel to just the first movie
0: Mm -hmm. but Texas jensen massacre already done that in 2013 is what i'm saying (laughs) but now they're doing it again and ignoring the sequel they done a sequel that ignores everything in 2013 then done a prequel to that and now the new sequel is ignoring both of those. So basically, <laughs> te- the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre has three different spin-off sequel franchises. And then there's a remake as well. And prequels. That's crazy. Yeah, there's one prequel within the original timeline and a prequel in the remake. There's also an unreleased sequel that'd be an entirely different timeline <laughs> that ignores everything other than one and two called All-American Massacre. Okay, uh, but it was never released, so I guess it doesn't count anyway. Yeah, it's hilarious. There's, it's so fucking messy, and none of them really like one and two were the only ones with any sort of continuity.
1: Yeah, because I, haven't watched this like only the other day, and I know I definitely. It's one of those things I definitely watched it at like half eleven, twelve o'clock at night when I was, say fifteen and sort of thing of like change the channel when my yeah, mom walked okay. into the room, <laughs> and um, I. did not see the first half hour because the whole first half hour where they're kind of in the van like was all new Mm. to me and they meet the guy the hitchhiker and all that kind of stuff like all that was totally new to me I haven't watched it and but how their their house looks at the end like the dinner scene and then the very end which is like the very ending shot of of Leatherface like throwing the chainsaw up in the air kind of doing the weird dance and stuff in my mind's eye, that looks really different. And I assume it's probably from some other version of the film that I just kind of maybe I'd seen bits of or trailers from or something. But I just remembered it looking very different, you know. Um,
0: Yeah, I think they kind of do a similar thing in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, for the next generation. Yeah. Which is the most ridiculous. In Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation which is such a, like, a that name doesn't even make sense for that kind of a franchise. Yeah. Um. The plot is, like, first of all, it stars Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Just before they actually got famous, though. Yeah. And the film was so shit, it was shelved for, like, two years, but then they were both in, like, a romantic comedy together oh, or something. Oh, and they blew up. So yeah. the studio released it. <laughs> um. But in that, it turns out, for, they're not cannibals in this one. They're just a family and they're yeah. like in the suburbs and they eat like, they're really obsessed with pizza, which is kind of funny, <laughs> but they're hired, they're hired by the Illuminati to inflict her on people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Leatherface just happens to be there. It's fucking awful. Like it's one
1: of the worst things you could ever imagine oh, what a terrible plot um oh it's awful do, do you know what it is i i have a real vivid memory and it could be just what i imagine remember misremembered it as but that it was more of a desert setting that they're in You're probably thinking of the hills of eyes maybe i don't know maybe i was kind of mixing them up well, hills of eyes would be very like it and it's set yeah, entirely yeah. in the desert yeah it must be that kind of more um mm. and it was good but anyway it, it was a good film. It was enjoyable. I liked. Uh, <laughs> there's just there's some wonderfully bad acting in it, and but good acting and stuff. There's but some it's great uh, Yeah,
0: Sally. Uh, shit, I can't remember her name, but she's fantastic in it. Yeah, like that actually seems like somebody being tortured. Like she's so good. She's so terrified,
1: and the. Do you know what I what I liked at first? It annoyed me, but then realised. Do you know what? Actually, it was a very natural way of having the actor. There's a lot of the like people saying the same line again and again of things. Like they'd say something and then they'd say it again in a different way that it almost seemed like it was cut from different takes, but actually that's just how people talk though (laughs) you know yeah yeah, yeah. but I think it was they were actually just trying to go for more natural conversation especially uh, is it Franklin is the brother who's in the wheelchair and he just yeah yeah. like he probably has about five lines in the movie but he speaks about 20 lines (laughs) because he just keeps saying the same shit over and over again he's like do we have to go yeah the most the annoying character in cinema history yeah yeah
0: uh like the scene where he's like left out when they're in the old their grandparents old house and he's yeah. downstairs just making yeah. the, the raspberry sound i know it's just so annoying. oh he's so fucking annoying like you just want letterface to come in and hack him up there and then
1: he what i i think what that was trying to show off was that um this is probably gonna sound really offensive but because of his disability he's quite spoiled in some ways that like he always gets his way he always you know that kind yeah, of way and so that's yeah, yeah. his characters is used to that so he's just very childish and With this like, he'd obviously lived a very sheltered life in some ways And
0: stuff. to be fair the his friends and his sister in particular were being pricks like for just oh, leaving yeah. the guy in the wheelchair behind and downstairs like yeah yeah of course uh he, he was just very annoying about it yeah yeah Uh, For people who haven't seen the film, though, even if you haven't, I think everybody just knows the plot. It's a bunch of friends who get stranded in the middle of nowhere in Texas. Uh, It's Sally and Franklin that are there because there's been a spat of grave robberies and they're there to check if their grandparents were among the, the missing bodies. Yeah. Which is a good setup that they're not, it's not just they're driving through and run out of petrol, <laughs> though they, there kind of is a bit of that. But, um, yeah, it's kind of, they can. the reason they're there is because of the, the Letterface family or the Sawyer family. They're given a name in the sequel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, is it Sawyer in the... Uh, it's either Hewitt or Sawyer, I can't remember. It, they change it. For some reason, the family has a different name in the in, remake. In, in different versions. <laughs> yeah, it's why. Oh yeah, Oh, in, in that's another thing. In uh, Next Generation, their surname is Slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, made on a budget of 140,000. Wow. Um, it just adjusted for inflation. I guess that'd be probably five hundred today. I was, I was about to say, like yeah, that.
1: probably half a million. Or
0: now, actually, going back to that, so a budget of one hundred and forty thousand, but there was probably actually a bit more on screen because now this hasn't been confirmed, but rumor has it because so there was a there was a big Hollywood production being shot around the same time, like near them, oh, as okay. in literally across the road from where the farmhouse is. Yeah, and I think it was like something like a Clint Eastwood movie. And so they would go. They would sneak onto their set and use their catering services.
1: That's a really smart way to do a gorilla film. Is uh, really it's Just, <laughs> just sync up them. with another production, so you can use. Yeah, you can use their set, their expensive uh, set dressing and catering. <laughs> and yeah, use yeah. a bunch of their extras that who don't know their. Because you know, in like, you could be well, an that's extra. What Roger
0: on... Corman used to do. Yeah, he would like be working as like a. A cameraman on like big studio pictures, where they'd all be shooting on a on sets on a soundstage, and then he would just like come in at night with his own small cast and crew and shoot his movies. That's genius, just reusing sets and stuff. Hmm. Um, But even like, but it was it wasn't like he was sneaking; like they probably knew what he was doing. Yeah, and it was fine.
1: Yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine? uh, I don't think any production will let you do that now like back in the day they'd be like, no yeah yeah, no yeah.
0: like the cameraman from game of thrones coming in at night and shooting his own <laughs> medieval <Yeah>. drama like <laughs> no it doesn't things just don't work like that anymore no.
1: which is kind of a shame because if the sets are built and they're there like you might as well use them that's what i think
0: yeah yeah and that was the thing roger corman continued that when he actually starred like
1: corman pictures and stuff
0: if they built a castle for like a an Edgar Allan Poe movie he'd be like okay well let's make like 10 Edgar Allan Poe movies <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. get other directors to come in and make the other 9 while he made the one he wanted to make why not? like it makes
1: complete sense but yeah. but, but, I, but I keep thinking that like I've, I've a couple of ideas for short films I want to make and I think oh well but if I build that set dressing and I do that then do I just shoot a mini series? like you know, if I'm, if I'm going to go through the effort of like putting like I had an idea for a sci-fi film I wanted to do and I was gonna have to build a couple of sets and get costumes and stuff and then I thought then I should just make a feature or something. you know I just kind of thought if I'm gonna go through the effort of spending whatever like a thousand euro then I might as well spend two thousand euro and make something more significant you know it was just (laughs) like use it while you got it
0: making a short film putting money into it just seems yeah kind of so pointless now
1: yeah beyond a few hundred quid like it's just which is, like, paying your actors expenses and feeding them. Like, anything beyond that, it seems pointless to me. Yeah, you might as well go all out and just try
0: to raise money to make, like, a low-budget feature. Yeah. um, Like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I guess. Which is where um, I was going with that.
1: <laughs> That's Smart, though.
0: Yeah, and the film... So, it was shot to get a PG-13 rating. Really? And though it, yeah, well, I mean, you watched it. Uh, yeah. What... Yeah. Is there any scene in it you think uh, wouldn't be PG, thirteen?
1: Well, actually, no, I was thinking that while watching it. There's lots of, you don't see anything. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah, like it's completely, and like Toby Hooper was very aware that like the hook scene where Letterface puts the first girl on the Mihawk, um, he called when they were like block. he was blocking out that scene. He had like a friend that worked at the censor board and he called him up. He called him up to describe the scene to him, just to make yep. sure that it would be PG thirteen. How to shoot it to oh, be yeah. PG thirteen, and it was confirmed that yeah, that that would what he had planned would work. Uh, but still, when he uh, submitted it to the censor board, they gave it an X rating. Wow! Which, for all intents and purposes, pretty much means your film's banned because no theater chain will pay will play an X rated film. Yeah, X rated essentially is like porn yeah that's what i was just gonna say yeah it's far more than or rated or anything so you could get like drive-thrus and you know in porn theaters but porn theaters won't play it because like there's no actual nudity in it so (laughs) yeah well that mean people are coming in to jerk off to people dying and uh, (laughs) even we don't want that (laughs) Uh, but he he made some cuts and was able to get it in our rating but the version we'd see because the dvd and blu-ray is his original cut so
1: that's the cut that got the x-ray in Oh yeah, that's. I think that's what I watched it was a Blu-ray. Yeah,
0: and even with the R-rating, it still struggled. Like a lot of theaters won't play it. Um, and in most circumstances, it was because like they actually got calls from the police saying they would be brought up on morality charges <laughs> if they played it. <laughs>
1: that's such Which, bullshit. yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. Uh,
0: freedom of expression.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's it, like here it played like you get blasphemy. You can get arrested for blasphemy. Yeah. Actually.
0: Yeah. yeah used to. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> um yeah, I assume you you won't be brought up on morality charges for playing a, a film in America anymore either. Uh, but it became a, a big like drive-through hit as a result because that was kind of I I don't know why but it was just you could get away with playing anything in them anyway. But it did it did have a good theatrical run. It grossed 30 million, which right. pretty good on a At the time. So yeah. Right. Yeah, 140 grand turned into 30 million. Pretty good. That's really good. Yeah. Um, It did, though, it uh, probably made more. And also, of that 30 million, the cast and crew saw not enough because they, yeah, they got um, in with a, a pretty dodgy company with uh, mob connections. <laughs> and so, obviously, yeah, they, <laughs> they didn't see much of the profits, but also it probably made a lot more than 30 million, too. Oh, yeah. And it was one of the theories is that the fact that, like, it played in drive-thrus for fucking decades... Oh, yeah. Money laundering, because it's very hard to drive throughs, cash business. It's also, there's no real capacity in a drive through. Well, there is, but like in a lot of drive throughs, it's not just for cars, you know, that they have the bleachers at the back. You can pretty much say it was a full
1: house every night. Like, yeah. And you're charging per person, not per car, I'd say. Yeah. So if one person comes in a car, you're like, oh, there was five people in that car, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: A bus arrived. (laughs) But that also means it could have made less as well, if it was money laundering.
1: Uh, Basically, they they just don't really know. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's so vague. I remember you telling me that before, that it was one of those movies that was just dragged into money laundering yeah. and stuff
0: and now when i say the company the that distributor that had mob connections i mean the distributors were literally the mob as in the the head of the colombo is it I, I always think it's colombo but i think it's colombo the new york the big new york crime family back then <laughs> uh, he literally owned the distribution company that's that really, bought
1: it so that's hilarious
0: like definitely dodgy shit going yeah. on he eventually he went down because he also his company also, I think they produced uh, Deep Throat. Oh yeah, and his involvement in that, he, he ended up like going to prison for. Um, <laughs> so they sold the distribution company to New Line or, somebody, or yeah. Paramount or somebody like that, and they ended up then getting Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And they actually done something weird that you wouldn't think a company like that does, but in the agreement with getting Texas Chainsaw Massacre back, they had the cast and the crew paid what they were, what was essentially stolen for, from them. Wow.
1: Surprised they gave a shit. Um,
0: yeah. I assume they wanted, them um, because they wanted Tobe Hooper, Toby Hooper to do the sequel or whatever. Oh, yeah. They yeah, just wanted so. it to be. Uh, but still, yeah, it seems very weird that they'd give a shit. Yeah. Because I think that's how, like, Toby Hooper had promised the cast and crew, like, a cut of the film. Like, a certain percent. Each yeah. one got points or whatever.
1: Yeah. It's a classic independent movie thing to do. Like, Yeah.
0: yeah. But well, at least the guy in the end, a lot of them, usually when you hear those stories, there's never a good ending. They never get the film back or they never get the their profits. Yeah. Like uh, Night of the Living Dead.
1: It's, it's incredible the amount of, like, writer-directors who don't own their own film. Like, they would literally have to pay, so if they wanted to have, like... A screening in a park for a charity to raise money for their kids football team they'd have to pay a studio like a a rights fee <laughs> and they're like i literally yeah, well, wrote it sense to lose
0: them. the to yeah. rights to, to your work once you sell it but like uh, it's the losing the profits part yeah. like not actually getting paid in the end being screwed over yeah i know that's big time. like having the film essentially taken from you rather than yeah, you actually getting it like you selling it like i've heard kevin smith talk about that like how he can't like use footage from the original clerks film in the new one he's doing oh yeah like, yeah but you sold it. but you sold it like so like why why yeah, would yeah. you like if you yeah. sell your car to somebody you can't go into their driveway and take it if you want to run down to the shops like
1: it's not yours anymore <laughs> that's, a re- that's a really good analogy <laughs> uh should just turn it into nfts like you know well it's completely different
0: movie. when people are just taking credit like like i understand why like um you know artists not owning their superheroes if they work for marvel or that yeah, yeah. but it's a bit different when their name is like taken off the cover and they're not credited as creating them and shit yeah that's yeah, like stan lee
1: <laughs> yeah that's very different to yeah not owning the character anymore and stuff
0: but <laughs> well, i do feel bad like there's stuff i read recently how the creator of the winter soldier yeah wasn't invited to like the premiere or something he had to call Sebastian stan the actor that plays the winter soldier to like let him into like the after party or something like that yeah i yeah, was the... <laughs> like wow that's so disrespectful to the creator you don't even invite them to see like the adaption of their work
1: and and wasn't there something like just had a standard fee of he basically got like a five grand 200. bonus or something.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't think it was even that, I think it was like $200 or something.
1: Yeah, yeah it's like we've made something we've, laughable. We've not only taken your character and put him in a bunch of movies, but we've given him a whole TV series. We've li- invested probably about a billion dollars in this character and earned back twice that. Um. so here's a couple hundred quid. because Thanks, <laughs> it's, a sh- Crazy. it's insane to me, <laughs> yeah, but. Them is the rules It yes. works. Um, but sorry going back
0: and then I heard I remember when that came out and people were like oh did you create them Bucky was created in like the 40s it's like no, but he that's created not the, winter the character soldier. yeah that's yeah. not the character like Bucky is a kid that hung around with Captain America that nobody gave a shit about like yeah. the the winter soldier it's like because the, this, this, they say the same with like Spider-Man I know we're going on a huge tangent here but let's be honest Stan Lee didn't create Spider-Man Steve Dicko did Like, when you think of Spider-Man, you think of the outfit, you think of his powers. You don't think of a nerd getting bit by a spider, which is what Stan Lee... He came up with that origin, and then, like, the name Spider-Man. And then Steve Ditko drew it and came up with what we associate with Spider-Man. Yeah. It's more like Stan Lee created Peter Parker, and Ditko created Spider-Man.
1: So just going back to, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the rating, though, I suppose the the big thing that probably held them back with the rating is... You see, um, just at the very beginning, is like all the close-ups of the the dug-up corpses and stuff. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of dead, like body horror at that stage. Um, see, I
0: think that's the kind of stuff you you, you typically can get away with. Yeah, like you, you'll actually you'll see worse in in the Goonies, and that's PG thirteen. It's like the censors the typically have a bigger problem with violence than showing dead bodies. So, like you can show like a pile of even in, in like old war movies, like you can shoot show a pile of bodies on the battlefield, but you can't show how they got there. Used to yeah. be kind of the
1: typical anti violence as
0: opposed to yeah death, I suppose. But I think it's just... Tone. I think mostly with Texas Jensen Massacre, it's just tone. Yeah. To be honest, I, I agree with them. Mostly, it probably isn't a PG-13 movie. Like, no, I
1: wouldn't give it PG-13. Uh,
0: I wouldn't, like, if I had a... Because PG-13 essentially means, like, a parent can decide... Anybody can go see it if a parent's with them and it's advised. Not unless they're 13. Oh, yeah, like older 12s. Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. and that's great. Like, I would say well actually you see here our rating system's different we have pg 13 15s and 18s i think it's changed now i think it's actually 17s now
1: yeah i don't think it's 18 anymore
0: but it used to be like when texas Chainsaw massacre was released it had been i think then it would have been universal 12s 15s and 18s and back yeah. then i would have said 15s it'd been a fi i i'd let a 15 year old see it yeah we're looking, looking for a
1: universal rating <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah yeah <laughs>
1: not even um, a 12 like
0: so. but you see in Ireland it would have never gotten like back then a PG-13 in America would have been 15s here I guess but yeah, typically in Ireland we rate so like I can scream fucking scream was 18s here yeah remember that which yeah. is ridiculous 18s is like an x-ray in, in America because like I think our rating is essentially 16s 15s, over there or 15s
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah I think it's they have a 16s but it's the equivalent of ours 15s they essentially don't have the 18s. It's that's what their X rating is, yeah, or yeah. unrated, or whatever. But um and which yeah, you mentioned Ireland. It was banned here when it was released on VHS in 1991, and in the UK only 91. Yeah, She's from 1974 to 91 before it was available. Well, you see, I think it was it did get to cinemas here, and nobody really noticed. Yeah, of course. We <laughs> see the thing with Ireland, we. Our rating system's weird. You can ban a film, but you can still play it in, like, film clubs. So, like, the IFI can still play it. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. A film like Texas Chainsaw Massacre would have probably, back then, especially in Ireland they're probably the only type of cinemas it was playing in anyway. Yeah. It wasn't like, Sick. you weren't selling out multiplexes with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
1: Like. No, no, of course not. It's something like kind of horror and fringy. And... and especially back
0: then, how many cinemas would there have been in Ireland? Like, it'd only been big towns and it'd yeah. be like four screen cinemas. It's like, you're you're only going to get the biggest films.
1: Yeah, only in big cities like Athlone, you know? Did you get it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a... A few funny things have been banned in Ireland
0: since, though. Um, do you know WrestleMania 16 was banned <laughs> in Ireland? No. Yeah, the DVD release, like, after it was banned because, of, like, there was a hardcore match in it. And it was too violent because of the weapons they used. But fucking pro wrestling. like That's So hilarious. for years, you could buy, like, the DVD collections of WrestleMania. Yeah. Cut and have WrestleMania 16 in Ireland. And I think eventually they just cut that match out of it. I was like, why wouldn't you just do that? Well, it's so much effort. Like, I'd say they just pull it off and like, fine, we'll do it. Yeah. But that's like a ridiculous thing to ban. That's
1: that's crazy. Like...
0: <laughs> and it was just kind of like a loophole as well, because that would have aired on like, you could have bought it on pay-per-view when it aired live. Yeah. And there was nothing wrong with that. But it was just because the censor board get to censor everything submitted for like, home media. They just decided <laughs> to like pull their weight, I guess
1: yeah there's always really odd things with like video or dvd releases here it's just but there's no way there was any like why
0: like i understand if they think it's very violent but like surely you you would just give it a 15s or 18s rate. and there's no way you could ban a fucking wrestling event like especially like wwf like it's not like ecw or any (laughs) of those weird ones that are yeah it's just mad But there was a few stuff, like, I Spit on Your Grave, they re that in, like, 2012 or something. Really? There was a Blu-ray release, yeah, and they banned it again. And I think it was just the guy, there was a guy over, because the censor committee in Ireland is really small. There's, like, two people over it. There's, like, one head guy, an assistant, and then, like, a panel that, like, do a once-over before they send the stuff to the two guys in charge. And I think they just had, there was just a crazy lad in charge for, like, 30 years
1: I always imagined them being um, just the most conservative old grannies. <laughs> yeah.
0: In America, it's Over that. It's um, purely like it's all, it's kind of like almost like volunteer. It's like, like the same people you see on like school board committees. Yeah. It's them. There's a documentary called This Film Has Not Yet Been Rated
1: about it. It's oh, really yeah. Good.
0: That's on my list, actually. Let's,
1: let's give it a go. I I always imagined that's what it was, like, here. So
0: they they censor like movie posters and stuff in America too. Yeah. And I remember there was a big thing with like um Kevin Smith's film Sack and Mary Make a Porno. They banned the poster for that cuz like it alluded to them giving each other head or something. So then they created <laughs> a new poster and it was just like matchstick figures. <laughs> and then they wouldn't allow them to use that because it um looked like a child drew it and it's a film about pornography and it'll draw the attention of a child (laughs) and and kevin smith was just like um in his interview he was saying like he was in the cinema so they ended up using like a real generic poster for zach and mary and then he went to like see an audience the day it was released and he's walking through the lobby of the cinema and a a new saw movie came out and the poster for that had a man wearing another a man stitching another man's face onto a victim (laughs) And Kevin Smith was just like, yeah, I would much rather have to explain what sex is to a kid than explain that there are people out there that will kill somebody, cut off their face and sew it on to another person. But for some reason, that was fine to hang up in a lobby, but not. It's
1: bizarre. I remember that now. It's what, 2007. I lived in Boston for a couple of months. And I used to find it so strange that like, because we had the watershed thing where like violent movies just couldn't be shown before nine o'clock i think it was something like that and where in america we used to find it so funny like during like daytime tv channels like normal channels you'd you'd be able to watch like you'd be able to watch stuff like say saw or predator or alien and the only thing that was cut out of it was cursing or nudity But like all the most violent shit was in all the movies. It's like so literally, you could have like a four-year-old sitting at home flicking through cartoons at like eleven o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday, and they could watch Alien. um, But that's even violent, scary. The funny thing is the
0: the swearing. Like that's even how like they argued like the school boards to get the graphic novel mouse banned from schools was because the word goddamn is in it. Like damn is still a curse. (laughs) Yeah, a
1: cuss word. Or taking the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> so, it's so Damn, it a curse. Jesus, yeah. And hell as well. Oh, yeah. It's considered a cuss, cuss word.
0: Hey,
2: G double hockey sticks. And obviously
0: that's not what their actual issue is. They just want don't want people talking about the Holocaust. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that they can use that is just
1: funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think with with the censor, the why is it the mpa in america it's mostly like yeah it's, it's their big issue seems to be sex like sexual content will just yeah totally. automatically get you an array and even if it's just reference like it's crazy yeah. and it's yeah it's a whole religious thing
1: yeah i think that's where it comes from and then but violence is fine yeah. <laughs> uh, but video games are causing school shootings <laughs> yeah yeah. but
0: yeah Texas Chainsaw Massacre was given the x-ray in because of violence but I think that's just like an it's especially bad if you look through the list of the lists of films that were banned in America versus the the films that were banned here or in the UK say oh yeah it's usually like sexual content or anti-christian I guess yeah. like although a lot of Mon- Monty Python stuff and um, yeah Last Temptation of Christ yes. they were banned in America's well temporarily they're also banned here
1: Yeah, Life of Brian was banned here.
0: Yeah, and Last Temptation. Yeah. They all had a big problem with Last Temptation because it depicted Jesus as being cool. (laughs) 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 They didn't like that. They didn't like Jesus being cool and relatable. Uh, Have you seen seen. Last Temptation of Christ? No, I haven't. Mm -hmm. Uh, William Defoe plays Jesus in it.
1: Oh, that's
0: the one he's in. Yeah, yeah. It's the Scorsese's film. But like Jesus uh, has a relationship with Mary Magdalene,
1: at. so like I, I like um, kind of getting into Texas Chainsaw. What I really like is from the beginning, like it's black screen, and you've the they're listening to the news on the radio in the van, oh. and they're just like all the whole news is all doom and gloom about like death and the grave digging, and then it's going into all these crazy, weird like riots and this weird story of some guy jumping off a building because his football team lost a game. Mm. And then another man tried to jump after him and people had to stop him. It's just, it's basically like, it's almost like a, like end of days. There's some new supernatural shit going on and people are going crazy everywhere and stuff. And then it's just this really small story about this one crazy family of murderous cannibals who are obsessed with killing people. I
0: think the, yeah, and I think the point kind of is because the film the film it's shot really well. Like there's some like really yeah. nice tracking shots and shit in it. Like I love that shot when is it Sally? One of the girls when they're walking up to the farmhouse and there's the tracking shot behind her. I think it goes under oh I'm kinda of mixing it up with the the replicate they shot in the remake, but it's a really nice tracking shot looking up at her from behind. Yeah. Um where's I going with that? Oh yeah, even though it's shot really well, it still kinda of looks almost like a fucking snuff movie. Like it looks <laughs> yeah. like a documentary. Yeah and I think the idea is kind of like the media's obsession with doom and gloom and that the audience that are watching this movie are getting enjoyment out of watching kids being slaughtered essentially. Yeah. And which then it was it's, really
1: enjoyable actually.
0: Yeah. yeah, and then which is also a comment on how people treat because even the the film is presented as if it's a true story and yeah. the nature of people who get like who are really into true crime and Like, if the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was real, there would be people that would pay money to go and see that farmhouse. Yeah. And we know that's true (laughs) because, like, though the film isn't technically based on a true story as it was um, advertised, it is very, very loosely based on the crimes of Ed Gein, who um, essentially had a cult following afterwards. (laughs) Like, people were so interested in him that, uh, like, I remember reading the the car he drove. Some guy bought it. And like toured it around like carnivals and shit, as like the, <laughs> the like the ghoul he called it, and like oh this God, is the this hilarious. is the car that Ed Gein brought bodies from the graveyard in back to his house, but it's like it's just a Volvo, like and people paid <laughs> people paid like twenty twenty five cents to go in and sit in, I think get their photo taken, but it's just it's just it was like a a nineteen forty eight Volkswagen or something that no different than yeah. any other one. But it might not have even yeah. been the real one. Like,
1: yeah, it's just a car of the time, and, and also probably not model.
0: even what he used to transport bodies, because he lived on a farm. He probably he probably like drove a tractor or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but and like, I I think eventually they had to like just burn that house down because it became like a tourist attraction.
1: Oh yeah, I remember hearing that. That is just a. Uh... That's, that's quite common in towns where there's been a killer that they just they burn down the house of the killer or they knock it down like de- demolish it or something because it's yeah. just it just creates too much unwanted attention from i was
0: from actually people. thinking about this recently because um what do you call them uh, ah the guys the clintons had killed <laughs> epstein, epstein oh. yes yes I don't know if it was the Clintons, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I heard. But, but I love, how, I, I knew who you meant when you said that. <laughs> well, I said it and I was like, oh, sure, He'll, he won't know it. Sure, that could be, that could be any number of people. <laughs> the guy the Clintons
1: had killed. I I was tempted to answer with something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, Epstein's uh, New York townhouse sold recently. Oh, yeah. But like, you can't, who buys that? Because you can't live in it. Yeah. But obviously that, like, have you seen his townhouse in New York? Like, it's an old, like, a gorgeous old, like, Victoria. It looks like fucking Doctor Strange's, what do you call that place? Oh, really? Right, right, right. So, like, obviously they're not going to tear it down. Because you're like, okay, yes, yeah, a course. horrible man owned this place. Horrible things probably happened in there. But, like, this is a significant part of history, <laughs> this building. Like, so we can't tear it down. <laughs> like, I you can't. I understand tearing down Ed Gein's house, but you can't tear down, like, a fucking 200-year-old
1: townhouse in new york new york townhouse yeah. it's probably a terraced building as well so it's not like... yeah
0: i imagine it just has to become a bit like maybe it just becomes you, you put a bank in there or something like nobody can live there anymore yeah, yeah, yeah it just can't be a house anymore no but you could probably get away with like making it a business
1: would you work in that bank would you
0: <laughs> well would you live in the house It's the bigger one much easier <laughs> yeah, to work uh, in the bank no. right? but what if it's free they're just like look we need some like the market value has gone down. We just need somebody to live in it to look after the place. You can have the place for free.
1: <laughs> Turn it into, like, a women's shelter or something, maybe. That might be... Would that not the be the worst thing you could do? Is that not the weirdest thing? Yeah, well, I think it... But is that not... Like, it's just a building, you know what I mean? It's...
0: Well, I agree. It's just, that's... But then why not just live in it? So then you would live in it, because yeah, it's just yeah. a building.
1: Yeah, I'd probably bleach the place <laughs> top to bottom and then repaint <laughs> yeah. everything. But I like, mean, yeah. That's not... <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think i definitely would give it a bit of a clean but yeah, yeah. i'd be inclined to do that with any house i'd buy you because you'd never know you never know where bill clinton left some stains <laughs> well would you live say like ed gaine's house if you were buying a house you're getting a good price and it was just big farmhouse um yeah and you found out the guy that lived there like robbed something like 60 graves and killed two <laughs> women in the house how would you feel
1: I think that's pretty fucking metal, don't I think? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just wouldn't tell my wife. Mm. I'd just be like, got this, got this great place, che- real cheap. <laughs>
0: that, that's the thing with Ed Gein too, actually. So he's not actually a serial killer, technically. Oh, yeah. Because he only killed two people. I say only, like, ah, should, should he only kill two people? You, should we all make mistakes?
1: but she was not a three before you're a serial killer or something or a,
0: i think i learned that from scream i think dewey says that in scream yeah
1: it's a sequence uh, uh
0: i think the the criteria for a serial killer is yeah it has to be more than three or more people over a long period of time and there has to be a cooling off period oh yeah so if you killed somebody today tomorrow and the day after i think you'd still technically be a spree killer not a serial killer Oh, yeah. Because it could still be argued yeah. that you were just having, like, a breakdown, that you snapped. Yeah, yeah. There, ha- there has to be, like... I don't know if there's a certain... If they have a certain number of, like, days or weeks, but there has to be a cooling-off period before you yeah, become yeah. serial killer. But it's interesting because Ed Gein became, like, the standard of... The sort of cliché of a serial killer, like, middle-aged white man who lives alone. Like, that's why every yeah episode of CSI, even though he's actually notable because of his kind of singularity it's actually like most serial killers tend to actually be married and live in a double life
1: yeah it's just funny uh, or they're a family of insane inbred lunatics <laughs> yeah but it's funny how like a lot like most of the
0: what people think of uh, a like like well i guess you'd call them tropes but yeah. not tropes because it's what people think happens in real life but a lot of the, the things people think about serial killers is completely wrong and it's informed by like bad cop shows <laughs> like even because the idea that most serial killers are white is a big one like the, typically it's a white male oh, oh yeah but according to the fbi ever, everything that they designate as a serial killer in america it's 52 percent were white males wow which is a little bit over half but also they make up the majority the majority of the population is white it's like 75 so yeah, yeah, percent. so if most were white
1: then it should be closer to 75 but it's 52 so that's incredible Oh, in proportion to population yeah. as well. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: And I guess depending on where you look, uh the Makeup of black serial killers differs according to. I've seen it reported as being twenty percent, but according to pathways for investigations, which is like the FBI like field manual, it's thirty eight percent. Whoa, or it might really? be thirty six, It's in or around that. Um, but it's quite high. It would be like technically did be over overrepresented in either case. I think
1: that's crazy. But is that convicted and proven, or is that? <laughs> oh, that's only the, all of them are. Yeah. Only, yeah. Oh, yeah. Convicted and proven. Oh, no, yeah. um, I don't know.
0: I mean, I, if if they didn't catch them, I don't think they could know what uh, race they are.
1: No, I meant to say, like, yeah, is that just because they're more likely to prosecute black men or something? You know that, that. Um, do they actually have the evidence, or do they just decide, oh, the killer was that guy? <laughs>
0: like, I think it's very hard not to prosecute a, a serial killer. <laughs> no,
1: that's what I mean. Is it was was a case made against someone just. You know what I mean? Um, They just decide, oh yeah, we'll blame it on, oh, I think all these women are killed by the janitor. Like, <laughs> in the building, not the rich guy who lives in the penthouse of the building. Yeah. I
0: think typically, like, <laughs> serial... Like, I don't know if any... Do you think anybody's ever been wrongfully
1: convicted as being a serial killer? Yeah, well, yeah, sorry, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> I
0: definitely... People get wrongfully con- convicted for murder the whole time, but I think when it comes to serial, yeah, killers, serial I killers, I doubt killer, it's yeah. ever actually happened. Like, maybe back... Before the 1940s, when people didn't bother investigating shit, it probably happened a bit. But I don't think, especially especially with the advent of forensics, I don't think it would have yeah, yeah. ever happened. No, I think the reason you have that um, kind of myth in popular culture is probably more got to do with, well, A, it's probably safer, but also when you look at the most infamous uh, serial killers they probably are all white and pro- co- because they probably got away with it longer that's how they became more infamous because they probably weren't looked at uh, with as much suspicion like had ted bundy been a, a different race uh people might have given a better description of the guy they saw hanging around a college dorm the night a, a bunch of girls were killed like so basically they'd have just been questioned a lot earlier have more scrutiny put on their alibi and Therefore, just not
1: become as famous, like, I guess. It's one thing to have a fucked up alibi for one murder, but it's like you have a fucked up alibi for these twenty two murders. Um, yeah, and normally, like
0: <laughs> serial killers,
1: only get caught
0: usually in the act or like on the way to commit the act. Yeah,
1: like almost all of them
0: get caught in the act. Like Ted Bundy caught in the act, Damer caught in the act, Gacy was caught in the act. Yeah. Like nearly all of them were caught because the they'd
1: reached a point where they were just so like far gone and cocky and just.
0: Yeah, well, uh, a lot of times I think it was just uh, just sheer luck. With Dahmer, it was sheer yeah. luck. The in, in fact, with Dahmer, it was like one of his victims escaped once. There was two cops walking down the street, found this man running around naked, saying that this guy was trying to kill me. And then Dahmer came and said it was his boyfriend and they had a fight and he had too much to drink and the cops just let him go back with him. <laughs> and then like he went on killing people for another like nine years
1: that's insane
0: yeah <laughs> and then ended up getting caught that's in crazy. a similar circumstance where another guy escaped only this yeah, time yeah. the cop was like uh this doesn't seem right
1: but uh, told the cop it was like oh it's my boyfriend and they went oh okay yeah but that was pretty problems. much it they were like oh this is a bit awkward yeah,
0: yeah. if this was a yeah, domestic yeah. dispute between a husband and wife they'd have got involved but they're like well he's a man he can look after himself uh, yeah also uh, well, both Wisconsin, Ed Gein. Uh, I mean, I the...
1: That's right, yeah. yeah. They're the it's the state of serial killers. Yeah. Well,
0: they? they're both cannibals as well.
1: Something about the Wisconsin air. Uh, yeah. Though
0: Ed Gein might not have been, there's no actual evidence that he did eat them. But I think mainly they go off what he said. Like he said he never practiced cannibalism, but he said he didn't do a lot of things. So... I don't know why people (laughs) believe him Because even like he probably (laughs) killed more people Like just again he was in the 50s When people didn't investigate shit Like there was two hunters that went missing near his house And apparently he was questioned About them like after they caught him And he's like oh I didn't kill them but I think my neighbour did I know where the bodies are And then the police were like oh okay And then never followed up on it I don't know why (laughs) (laughs) Where he claimed his neighbour killed these other two These two men but like clearly that was him Yeah yeah Jesus um, sorry, we kind of got away like from Ted Texas Bundy's.
1: There. I was just going to say that. Um, it's kind of like Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy's, uh, whatever you think it is, add a digit. Yeah. So it's like, is it? So was it? Was it thirty five? Not thirty four? Or is it three hundred and forty? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, but um, yeah, I was going to go back to Texas Chainsaw Massacre with the uh kind of getting into that, like as you were talking about psychology, serial killers, and stuff that the. So there seems to be just this because they're what the two brothers Leatherface and the hitchhiker does he even have a name? yeah I think it's just called the hitchhiker guy that they um they're like the third generation of this insane cannibal family and they're just they're so far gone in terms of like yeah like all Leatherface knows to do is to just he sees a human and he kills it. So on once he's not related to it. Like, yeah, well, that, and that's <laughs> the thing.
0: Like, Leatherface is clearly, like, you know, developmentally disabled or autistic or... I, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist or a doctor. Yeah. Um, and so he's a fictional character that you don't, like, see a whole lot of. But he's obviously... Yeah. Uh, he's, not, the not the full shilling. Yeah, he's <laughs> special. Um, yeah. But he's clearly, like... You get the impression as well, though, that he, he doesn't take any enjoyment... In the killing or anything, he's just been told to kill by by yeah. Papa Sire or whatever. Because yeah, there's so you have the first death is the guy he goes in looking for petrol and he's just ki- Leatherface just sees him and he's like, "You're not meant to be here, whack!" And he just that ki- is the best death in the whole. It's thing, fucking awful too. Like it's yeah. so horrible to watch. And then like moments later, his girlfriend comes in and Leatherface just like, "Well, you're not meant to be here," and he runs after her. And like he just tre- he <laughs> treats them like livestock and then like yeah it's maybe like five to ten minutes later in the film and in his time it's probably like only meant to be a half an hour later then another girl comes in and she ends up getting away but there's a moment you just see Leatherface. he like sits down and he just like puts his head his hands on his head and he looks like he's stressed yeah. out where he's just like why do these fucking people keep coming in here Like, because he's like, I'm trying to work and I keep having to kill everybody that comes in here because that's what he's been told to do. But he just seems stressed (laughs) out by it. Like,
1: Yeah, yeah, he's just like, for fuck's
0: sake, not more of them. Like, like, he doesn't care about killing them, but he also doesn't take enjoyment in it either. He's just trying to do his job and they're stopping him from doing that by coming in. I just thought that was a really good inclusion to just to have him act like that.
1: (laughs) And then he chases... um sorry, what's the main girl's name? Sally. Sally. He chases Sally. Isn't it Sally? He chases through the house and he uh, he chainsaws through the front door. Yeah. Chasing her and then later on when is it their dad or their older brother who it's runs that. the... I think it's the their dad. dad. Is it the, it's, yeah, it was a bit because the way at one point Hitchhiker's like 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 uh, putting him down and be like, you're just a cook you don't do the work and all this kind of stuff because he's not a killer. He's just Yeah. yeah. It's kind of it's a weird paradynamic, like that he's always going to slap them and tell them what to do. But then when it comes to killing, they're like laughing at him for being not a killer and stuff. It's, it's a weird, yeah. it's, I love the imbalance of it all, but it's just to start. He's like, look, to- I told you not to leave your brother alone. Look what he did at the front door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause it's just like Leatherface is just an uncontrollable machine. Like he just, he needs constant supervision or what happened will happen, <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah.
0: And, yeah. and Leatherface has, like, split personality as well, amongst many other problems. But, you know, when we first see him, when he's, like, doing the butchering and stuff, he's in his, his butchering He's his the apron. butcher. Yeah. But then when they're, when they're in the house and when they have Sally hostage and they're having dinner, he's in drag then. He's playing the role of the mother. And he's got the, ma- the yeah, makeup on his mask. Yeah, he's got the wig mask. and the makeup. And yeah. his personality kind of changes then, too. He becomes more... Like when they're laughing at Sally, he joins in doing yeah. an uh, like impersonation of her where you couldn't like imagine him doing that earlier.
1: No, and all his noises are, it's like he's doing an impression of a woman. He's all like, ooh. Yeah, yeah. And stuff like he, Yeah, it's totally different. Um, Yeah, he's completely, he's almost a completely different character later that's on. That's one of the, the ideas
0: like. that once the grandmother died, like the matriarch of the family, they just fell apart and went crazy. <laughs> like they just needed a woman oh. in the house.
1: That's really funny. I I love um, the whole thing that like, the which is essentially why they bring to Ed down again too. Actually, his mother died; <laughs> he went crazy. Yeah, it seems to be a common thing with the series. <laughs> <laughs> the um, it, where they and again, this is one of these things like haven't not seen the movie for like probably twenty years, and where they're bringing the grandfather down mm. and when they were bringing him down i was like oh i thought the grandfather was alive yeah, yeah. i had it in my head and then and then turned, the twist is that he is alive he's just basically like half dead it was so strange yeah. it's so funny he's creepy. just this like pale shell of a thing who just eats human he fl- just needs human flesh to sustain him yeah, and, yeah. and then they're trying to get him to hammer it's like sally because he because he was the best hammerer and all the, it's just bonkers yeah but there's, there's just a five minute scene of her screaming and just them screaming back at her, yeah and like nothing happens it's just a load of actors screaming at each other on camera and it's just completely unhinged that's really hard to oh watch. yeah
0: it's torturous like <laughs> yeah and i think like that sally was just kind of having a breakdown at that point anyway because they were shooting in texas in the summer and like Oh, yeah. I mean, that scene counted for like half of the shoot Like they're just dead shooting it Oh Jesus That's torture So if we're going through Texas And yep. we need to get some fuel Because our gas yep. uh, The gas station attendant Oh actually to point out too Because uh, we done Cabin in the Woods not too long ago I guess this is the first Like slasher movie With the weird gas station attendant Who warns against going Oh yeah but um, where's it going with that? Oh, yes, yeah, so I said we're looking for gas and we uh, come across an old farmhouse and we are in Texas. Remember that part? Uh, do you just yeah. walk into the house saying, hello, anybody home? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. um, you just know there's a motherfucker there
1: waiting for an excuse to blow your head off for trespassing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was kind of thinking about this as I was watching the film. I thought, oh, well, the first mistake was picking up the hitchhiker. But actually... How the events go, it's completely irrelevant to what ends up happening to them because then they still would have run out of fuel, and then they still end up at the house, which is the their Sally and yeah. um, which kind of means Franklin's grandparents' house, which seems to be neighbors with the Leatherface's family, so like everything would have played out the same for them whether they picked up the hitchhiker or not, yeah, um, and then, but I think it's just to I didn't even think that about they... that.
0: It just so happens that this group of people in particular would have ended up there either way. But obviously yeah. there's been people before.
1: Yeah. There were lords that, there in some way. Yeah. That seems to be the hitchhiker thing as he goes and finds people and brings yeah, them Yeah. Cause I, I got like, he go. marks the van with his blood. I assumed that. Yeah. I thought that was going to be way more significant and then it wasn't, wasn't really relevant. Yeah. It wasn't at, what at all. Happened. But I
0: feel like if circumstances were different, it would have been significant.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. The same. Yeah, that was, I thought that was going to really come back and be a big important mm. plot point, and then it was. But maybe it was when they arrive at the petrol station that he tells them they've no or the gas station. He tells them that he has got no gas because he saw the bloodstain to make them stay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's you don't know. It's never. That's never answered. That's never filled in. Um, because he could just be lying to say yeah. he had no gas. <laughs> like that's. Uh, could have easily had some um to make them stick around because he he tries to convince them to stay there at the gas station,
0: yeah, yeah, but it's just like a false, like obviously yeah he he wanted them, um, yeah to not do what he was telling them anyway But
1: yeah, yeah the, um, but so you don't
0: walk into the house anyway because I think that's like the like you were saying no. the first mistake is to take to bring in the hitchhiker, I think you're still right about that, I think if you're driving through Texas or anywhere like that that you don't know picking up a random hitchhiker yeah. probably isn't
1: a good idea this is never a good idea to pick up a hitchhiker. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: like i mean stop. realistically there was like five of them but again i just yeah, i think yeah. in texas i just wouldn't be picking up a hitchhiker under any circumstances or not, not yeah. it sounds like i'm just like going after ta- texas i just mean anywhere massive with uh like yeah, where you might not come across like a town for fucking miles yeah, like they're really out in the middle of nowhere. I just won't be pitch- picking up a hitchhiker in those circumstances, no, <laughs> no matter where I was. Because why are they out there? That's yeah. You don't get like why yeah. Why do you end up walking in the middle of nowhere needing a lift? It'd be different. Like okay, if they were beside a broken down car, totally different story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but just a random hitchhiker out in the middle of nowhere looking for a lift. Just it can't it can't be good.
1: No, when there's nothing for miles and miles around it's like mm, you've been kicked out of someone else's car for a reason yeah, yeah you live nearby here and you're totally sus <laughs> like yeah. there's, there's no good there's no good reason you're out there like it is just not. um <laughs> the the woman oh then you speed up even <laughs> <laughs> um definitely don't stop um, um
0: well, if it like you don't know, maybe she's just just having escaped, escaped or, from, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I suppose you could probably tell by the state of them. I guess. Uh, that's uh, yeah, true. Yeah, I've never picked up a hitchhiker before. I've, I've had uh, there was once or twice where I say left a city in Ireland and seen say like two people who were clearly like a couple or just two friends who were trying to get just, like to the next big town to get a train or something, and they have like they've put up a sign or something yeah. and i've always been tempted to pick them up but i've always been talked out of it by my other passengers yeah because yeah. i just thought but you'd probably get a cool story because you know <laughs> that you pick someone up yeah like the things <laughs> so. here
0: like you're probably dead safe has a hitchhiker ever turned out to be like a serial killer here
1: or anything yeah not that i know of Though you know there's always there's a first time for everything well that's it. yeah do you want to be that schmuck? Like that's the Well
0: would you do that here? Forget about Texas. If you run out of petrol here and you're out you're in the middle of Offlee, say out like near the bog and there's just you see a, a house near you, and you walk up and the back door's open and you give a knock, nobody answers. Would you walk in?
1: No way. And yeah, um, just And that's the other thing is he comes over through like mm, fields. You're already into he's the already at garden. risk being shot, like and then works his way around like He's already on their land and stuff. I just think, yeah. if you're gonna do that, the best way to approach is up somebody's front driveway. Um, even if it's a long driveway and it's a long way around, if you like, don't come to someone's house like over their back fence. You know what I mean? Like just,
0: just. <laughs> I think in a in a state where like everybody's packing guns, I'd be walking up their front driveway with like, you know, maybe. In my underwear, so as they know I wasn't hiding any weapons with my hat, like waving a white flag, <laughs> you know, just to make sure I wasn't going to get shot.
1: Shooting, yeah. That
0: might get me shot. I'm standing in my underpants in their, <laughs> in their yard. Yeah
1: they're like there's uh, it's like say, Ali. there's a pervert at our front door <laughs> he looks european <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> looks like one of them queer commie europeans uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah no walking into people's houses
0: uh that you don't know
1: definitely not good no but like especially in ireland i would definitely uh like i'd go for I'd, Knock at the front door, and you step, take a few steps back from the door, and just like be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry to bother you, but uh, like, do you have a phone or whatever? Like, you look you need? You know, my car is broken down, my phone's dead, whatever it is. It's just, it's, uh, <laughs> and I haven't eaten another human in at least so three days.
0: Fucking uh, um, that scene, just how quick, like Letterface just sees him and just stray away. His reaction is just hammered to the head, like doesn't think twice. It's
1: so brutal. And then I I love that I feel like that was an exception at the time is Leatherface and closing Mm -hmm. the door, pull on the slide door. It's like, to me, it's such a sort of thing you see in a more modern movie, like post like 90s, early 2000s onwards. That sort of that that quickness, you know what I mean? That, I, that that really surprised me actually rewatching it again because because I'd remember it as soon as it happened I was like oh yeah he does the cool door slam thing here like you know uh, before he, just before he did it and um, but it's it's so fast it's yeah. like it's so oh, shocking it's crazy great. too like
0: all the deaths um, like all the three deaths of the three friends the t- the first three like they all happen like in the space of like ten minutes and then there's like a little bit of time with Sally and Franklin yeah. looking for the friends then Letterface pops out again kills Franklin. And it's still only been about, it's still only been a few minutes. That's another great death. (laughs) Pretty much, there's the first act, then everybody dies in 15 minutes. And then it's just Sally being tortured. (laughs) Like
1: it, yeah. Yeah, for like 45 minutes or whatever. Uh,
0: Nobody escapes and gets to hide. There's none of that scene of somebody (laughs) hiding in a closet as Leatherface is looking for them or anything like that. Well, there's a bit of it, but not.
1: And thinking about it now, it is Sally. She jumps through two windows in that house, doesn't she? (laughs) <laughs> is it Sally no, no it's the sorry, other girl who jumps through one no. and then she yeah, jumps through yeah, another one sorry yeah, yeah. and that's where I was confused with is it so it's the first girl gets killed because she's gone looking for her boyfriend and she um she goes upstairs and finds um the two dead old people but is one of them the grandpa that's alive later on or is that another body I think it's a different body it's way more decomposed. No, it's the,
0: it's the the grandpa and the grandma, and she's just completely decomposed.
1: Oh, it is him. Is it, yeah, I couldn't remember. So, how do you think you would uh, do
0: going up against Letterface, Considering he um, he's about 6'5", I reckon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got to be like two hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> he's got a chainsaw. <laughs> he's got a chainsaw. He's also. I imagine he feels pain. It doesn't seem like he registers it. Yeah, he just keeps going, and uh... Uh, the chainsaw is a big factor. I think, like re- realistically, somebody like running after you swinging a chainsaw, it probably slows them down quite a bit. It does take yeah. out any uh any chance you have of getting close to them with a weapon yourself like unless you have a gun
1: there's (laughs) no no defense against a chainsaw.
0: yeah like even if you get your hand on because like you are you're in like an old farmhouse there's going to be a barn there with plenty of weapons you could like defend yourself with yeah but you can't get close to somebody with a chainsaw even if you like have a spear and get like are able to fucking gut them with it like they're going to drop that chainsaw it's going to swing uncontrollably you're probably still going to get your get your head cut off like
1: i, I was going to say something get... like a spear or a long pointed stick or something yeah, yeah it's your only
0: hope off. but still it'd be a bad i think it'd just be a bad idea to like go one-on-one with anybody with a chainsaw so, just because it's very unpredictable what could happen
1: yeah i think i think your your best bet is to run and hide like even try and get into like a barn get up to a next level of barn so he has to climb up a ladder with the chainsaw that you know you're just try yeah and put distance between you and then he, he has an obstacle that's harder to climb with the chainsaw so he has to turn it off and then maybe you have a chance to jump on him before he has a chance to restart it at the top of or, you know what i mean like you gotta or he has to put it on standby i suppose or just take his finger off the trigger like you just got well, at
0: that point you're kind of best to just run and keep running rather yeah. than like go close yourself off in any way i think if you're like sticking around the farm yeah. at all your only kind of hope would be if you're going to like actually set a trap yeah uh because at least like he's he's not very intelligent so you could probably lure him into a trap pretty easily
1: but you don't know that as well that's the thing you know what i mean in his intelligence you don't sense. know that
0: well anything we've ever covered we you would not know it in the context of the i know either, yeah, yeah but no, just,
1: no i was just thinking specific. yeah he's um and especially for Sally, like her introduction to him is they're they're heading towards the house in the dark, looking for their friends, and then just this giant man with a chainsaw appears and starts just mm. hacking into her brother. <laughs> like you just, oh man, it's fucking terrifying. Um, and that's a really good jump scare as well when he appears uh, in front of them at that stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you are expecting it,
0: like you are waiting for it to happen. Yeah, it's still surprising up too. And it's yeah kinda, that's how it should be done
1: kind of going back to what you were saying with the rating I thought it was it was very prevalent in that scene but it was still really effective is when he's hacking into um, mm-hmm. Franklin the different angles he's putting at the chainsaw and then Franklin screams and stuff but you never see anything happen to Franklin you know what I mean yeah and yeah but it's still really effective the way they do it because um, it's all a lot of it is your imagination like you're, you're imagining what a, that saw looks like going into Franklin at that angle and it's uh, it's really really smart actually the way they do that the-
0: yeah it is a, a particularly terrifying way to go isn't it getting just a chainsaw through your,
1: through your abdomen <laughs> Yeah, and it seems to take him ages to kill Franklin. That you're just like, oh my god! Yeah, it's <laughs> like he's screaming. Horrifying. Like he, he has clearly put that chainsaw through Franklin's torso. It's about three or four times at the point, and Franklin's still screaming. And you're just like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awful. But like, you're feeling all of that and very much still alive.
0: Yeah, yeah. you see, people like he's been disemboweled, and that isn't actually that, like like it's not as quick as a death as people think it
1: is like not at all
0: like you're still only talking like a minute before you just pass out from the loss but I think people think that it's like instant and that
1: minute is going to to feel like a lot longer it's
0: particularly brutal who got the best the quickest death in the film I guess it's your man at the start with the hammer
1: yeah like, like that like instantly, like he's
0: yeah. Because the second girl is still alive in the freezer. She essentially dies of shock. Yeah. So she's been alive for. She's been put on a me hook and shit and left alive and put into a freezer. I don't know if she's left alive or if Leatherface didn't just have time to finish the job or whatever and locked her in the yeah, freezer. Yeah. But she had a pretty bad Franklin. Her her Franklin, I guess, had it worse. One of them. The first guy probably got the the quickest one, which is. Yeah. terrifying that like the guy that got the hammer through his head like it, it was still like five <laughs> swipes <laughs> like, <laughs> uh,
1: but it's just the first one just knocks him to the ground he starts just seizing it's just, yeah it's, he's it's done enough he's pretty much gone at that point
0: you'd imagine yeah like, but, but, but you, you as way. a victim
1: you've no yeah. idea what just happened like you're and you're you're, go- you're not going to know whatever happens after that you know what I mean Yeah. <laughs> that, with that kind of a hit it's uh oh do you, do you
0: think he could uh, survive being hung on a meat hook?
1: Because
0: uh. <laughs> I think the idea, like, is that he it only is meant to go through like muscle,
1: so it won't kill you. Yeah, I imagine it's one of those experiences of you'd survive it, but you wouldn't want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also,
0: like, I'd imagine that's because there's some of those things where you think like your body is probably in so much shock that you don't actually feel it. But the fear of what like you're now hanging from a me
1: hook like that that might be worse there's probably nothing you can do as well at that point like
0: no you would have to like it'd be true muscle you'd have to be able to like lift yourself off it which i don't think you that'd be what would that would be when it'd start to hurt like that's a that's actually a trap in one of the saw movies where a guy is wakes up and he's hanging he's got like hooks in him and he doesn't because they're only through the muscles so like he doesn't really feel it but He has to yeah. pry himself out, and that's where the pain
1: starts to register because you start to tear <sighs> yeah. the muscle as the hook comes out. Oh, Jesus! Uh, the like, because I was even thinking about it like, yeah, she gets put on it, kind of looks like he puts like her right shoulder into it, and then even if you had the strength to pull yourself up with your left shoulder, like the muscles going across your shoulders, and so it's just so weak. Ugh. It's going across your back and stuff. You probably couldn't do it. Yeah. You know? (laughs) And can you pull your whole body weight up with just one hand, you know, with one shoulder? And and then getting yourself off the hook cleanly in one go, like, it's it's not very, it's not going to happen. Yeah.
0: Like, you would need somebody else helping you off it. They could just, because you wouldn't be able to force yourself to do it. That'd be the trouble. No, you need the power of your...
1: You need the power of your legs. You need someone to at least lift you with the legs or something, you know, or, well, put a under you or
0: something. Not even the power, but it's like the ripping off a band-aid thing where you just can't yeah. inflict that damage to yourself. Whereas if somebody else just fucking does it and yeah. get, get over it, you might be okay. But that's the only way you could get yourself off a of fucking Mihawk. <laughs>
1: like. <laughs> um. So, I suppose the big thing is... Yeah, do you go... You just don't go knocking on the door in the first place.
0: You don't go knocking on the door, but I feel like they... Well, well, that is the thing, yeah. Like, if they didn't go knocking on the door... Well, essentially, let's like, if they didn't need to go looking for petrol, this story wouldn't have happened. They'd have gotten away. Yeah. Maybe. Or the car was marked, so maybe they'd have been caught.
1: There was another plan down the road to stop them anyway. You don't really know. Well, I just think... So, say... You, the singer man decided didn't decide to, or he thought, oh, there's a house over there. They have fuel. Do you hear the generator. Yeah, we could ask them for some. And then the girls like, this is Texas. You can't just walk up to someone's house. You'll be shot. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. You're right. Um, and then they go back to the house, and then they all realize they gotta wait for the gas station to have gas the next morning or whatever. So they end up sleeping in the van that night, and then. Leather face and it comes for them that night, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, yeah. um, I think no matter what, they all end up dead. It's just gonna be, they, they just sped it all up, you know.
0: So, how can you avoid that? That's what the question we need to answer. The yeah. easy one would be, and it probably is like good practice if you're driving through Texas and don't know the place, and especially if it's back in the day where you could run out of fuel and you don't have a phone, uh, you should probably just have a gun. Yeah, like that's an easy answer. But if we were to do the the question, like if we were to do like one of the segments we were going to do before, like at the end, you decide what you would pack in your bug out bag for this particular episode. In this one, the only addition to your bug out bag you would need would be a gun. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. I don't believe. Do we ever? Nobody in the film, like, is in the the Sawyer family. None of them use a gun at any point.
1: No, I was I was going to say that earlier. Actually, no one has a gun at any point. I think it's in the all knives in the, and hammers and are not. In the remake,
0: them. the um, Fodder character, um who's the town sheriff in the remake, I think he he uses a gun. But um yeah, yeah, well, I probably wanted a probably wanted a few films set in Texas where there's no guns. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think, it, yeah, like, if, I mean, if, if anybody in this film had a gun, they're saved. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, the first guy, actually, he wasn't expecting that. Letterface would have probably gotten him either way, even if he had like a 44 in his pocket yeah, or something.
1: Yeah. But everybody else, if they're, oh, yeah, no if they were armed, like they were sorted. Yeah, it's, it's funny because there's not many scenarios we do where like the solution is to have a gun. <laughs> Um, but it's the simplest one, isn't it? It's to just
0: Well, as well, because there's a lot of scenarios where you wouldn't have a... Like, Green Room, we've done Green Room, and the solution there could be, like, yeah, if you had a gun, you'd be fine. But there's no reason you would yeah, have a yeah, gun in that I mean. setting. Like, you're a band, no, a touring no, exactly. band, like, why are you bring guns around with you? But if you're driving through Texas in the 70s and you don't know the place, and you're literally going to be stopping at, in the middle of nowhere, that's probably... Yeah. it yeah
1: probably good to have a gun that's a good idea
0: and i just and I say that not gun. because you might <laughs> come across a cannibal family like in texas chance massacre obviously because that isn't going to happen but i mean because like other people have guns <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like you might end up just like getting carjacked by a mad hitchhiker yeah. or whatever like
1: yeah exactly there's uh
0: i just feel like if i if i was american driving through texas in the summer of 1974 i'd have a gun
1: yeah the decade of the most serial killers or whatever like in america <laughs> um yeah definitely the apart from that kind of like there's, there's not much else you can do do you feel really sorry for that truck driver at the end
0: well he became a hero didn't
1: he? oh you mean a truck driver sorry he has the big cattle truck the big big cattle, not the pickup truck oh we're sorry right because he he just like pulls up to stop this girl he runs over yeah. the hitchhiker and then they get out of the truck and then leatherface just starts chasing him yeah. and then he just keeps running and then she gets rescued by the pickup truck and and he's great
0: <laughs> he just chose a fucking yeah a spanner or something that leatherface He yeah. doesn't really register but, just... but it's enough well he falls but then and... he just keeps running yeah yeah oh he cuts himself yeah, yeah. but that does not um, make too much of an impact on him but it buys them enough time no
1: but, but, but that that truck driver is still just running down the road in the middle of <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but I, I like the guy who saves the day because he's just he's massive as well like he's because he's clearly just some guy they found that day oh yeah um i i, I always like that shot of her just In the back of the pickup truck just fucking screaming and the film just ends on it and she's
1: like covered in blood. That's brilliant. And uh, uh, Watching her trying to get into the back of the truck is just excruciating how hard it Mm. is for her to do it at that stage because she's jumped out of his second or second floor window and just well i always i've been running all night
0: i always liked when like horror films end like that where there's no epilogue there's no there's just like yeah this person's life she's completely destroyed now you don't need you don't need a post crawl saying what happened to her because like she's gonna end up in a mental institution <laughs> and at the very best like she's just like emotionally scarred for life <laughs> yeah
1: and and the new film is it's kind of going to be about that, isn't it? That's, yeah, that's what I was leading or... to.
0: So um, the reason we're doing this is because Netflix uh, have the new one coming out, uh, which is just very weird that none of the other Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies are on Netflix. Yet this new sequel yeah. is exclusive to Netflix. They must be on the American version, though. Yeah, but um, I'd say so. The, the new one is essentially, it, it's so funny, it's just a complete copy of the Halloween movie that came out in 2018. So for people that don't, or she's a prepper. Or... Yeah, for people that don't know the plot of Halloween 2018, is that it ignores all all the the other sequels. It's a direct sequel from the first Halloween, and it's now like a seventy year old Laurie Strode who's been who's become a prepper and has just been training for the day that Michael comes back. And the plot of this new Texas Chainsaw Massacre is that Sally is now in her eighties and she's a prepper and she's been training for the day that Letterface comes back. They're just the exact same films. <laughs> and now the two have done it, you just know that there's going to be a new Friday's 13th where it'll be an old Tommy Jarvis preparing for... Although I think he died eventually. But uh, you know what I mean. They're just going to keep doing yeah. that now. They'll do a, a new yeah. uh, Freddy Krueger and they'll have your one back. Yeah, it'll be the same. <laughs> uh, but why not?
1: Make, make that a trope Now, now the two I have done it, that. you
0: can do what uh, the the next one the copies the format won't be like plagiarizing
1: really because now it's just a, yeah, a genre yeah. of itself it's, yeah, yeah exactly it's a it's another it becomes another horror movie trope yeah in itself. It's, um, the, the new one so... looks terrible <laughs> have you seen the trailer oh, yeah. for it no oh I it looks watched, yeah. fuck i'll watch it after this now. oh
0: it looks awful there's a scene where like you see letterface on a bus with a bunch of tourists, and they all have their phones out, and one of them just goes, "Try anything, and you'll get cancelled, bro." <laughs> and then it just cuts to Letterface cutting through him, and which makes That's you feel like, "Oh, now it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a film where you're rooting for Letterface."
1: Yeah, yeah of course it is,
0: <laughs> but it's just so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <sighs> Andrew is that thing that like it does is like a mix. He's way too old to be running around with a chainsaw after people
1: yeah of course he is like it's make it to be making it a sequel to to that film is seems insane now it's like what nearly almost 50 years ago 48 years ago yeah so the 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 only so even if even if leatherface was like 17 18 he's still in like his 60s
0: (laughs) yeah yeah like the the i think the youngest he could be would be about 62 if you go under the if he was meant to be a very because like he he might just be very big for his he could be 14 and like a lot of like 14 year olds with certain health issues yeah like he could just be very big for his age but then you also think well that probably with that
1: comes other health issues that would mean you probably wouldn't live to be Sixty, you know, yeah, because uh, because Hitchhiker is seems to be the older brother, and he's quite young. Like that actor, yeah, he comes across as very young. Like he's he's like twenty, twenty-one, is he older maybe brother. Yeah, definitely. Well, he well he was left in charge. Yeah, I don't know whether he's whether he's older. But I would you would assume he's older because he was trusted to be more.
0: I just feel like there might be an actual line where it says younger, but I could just be
1: misremembering oh, yeah. it. But it's he was I think he'd be left in charge either
0: way because Leatherface is clearly not capable of looking after himself.
1: Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I was trying to find a way to phrase that. Um that he was the one left in charge because Leatherface can't be in charge. Um but he's completely unhinged and insane himself. <laughs> yeah. <He's... laughs>
0: and and uh, yeah that's the funny part he he the completely unhinged lad is the one that's responsible for the other unhinged lad yeah. well letterface is like was he, was, he... Is order, so was he's only following orders so he's probably not actually that dangerous if they just
1: tell him don't kill people and don't do this you know <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true so was the, the hitchhiker was the one just going off digging up graves and making human body sculptures for the fun of it or is it meant to be implied that he's he's taking body pieces to bring them back for them to eat
0: no i think the the grave robin is probably just a pastime i don't think that they're making chili out of them because that's the other thing so it's it's like the chili that they're eating in the, the gas station is obviously human meat right yeah so like franklin and them eat they get barbecue from that place, so they're eating human.
1: Do they? Yeah,
0: they get bar. They... don't they? Yeah, I think they get barbecue yeah, um, from that place.
1: They say they will, but then I suppose it kind of just—I don't know if you actually see them eating. Yeah, yeah. no, they.
0: Yeah, no, they do because I remember specifically you see Franklin eat it, and he kind of like has a bit of a questionable look on his face where.
1: Oh yeah, he's eating the sausages. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So they're probably. Eating people um, Yeah cause when Sally Ends up there She As he goes out To get his car She she realises all the like Meat smoking And the mm. The vaguely Like arm shaped <laughs> Pieces of meat Hanging up Yeah In his Cool fire pit thing That it's he has It's so funny that they're like It's because the whole idea is That the
0: The slaughterhouse Closed down And work left the town And they're Like resorted to this Yeah <laughs> But, like, yet there's still enough people coming through that you actually are making money selling your human meat chili to people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So. (laughs) But is there enough people coming through? Or is it just. Well, it's like everybody. It seems
0: everybody are selling the meat to. They're ending up, like, killing anyway. It's like, well, could we not just rob them? Like, this seems. Yeah. Seems like you don't need to (laughs) really be selling the meat. Yeah. (laughs) Just just take take their money. Just take their money and eat them if you want. But. uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I think they're just uh, they're a bit unhinged. I think that's the main thing. <laughs> yeah, they're they're, just, just... they're too
1: far gone. That's
0: it. Uh, so, but we never asked the question, or we never answered the question of: Do we defeat Leatherface? Like the hitchhiker, he's—I don't think he'd be any problem to deal with, really.
1: Uh, though he—he he looked like he just needed a good kick in the face with the heavy boot. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> and and he's not really a problem in the film either, like yeah yeah. Uh, Leatherface is the big one like yeah i think your your best hope is to just like if you can get away and just keep running that's fine but like going up against him it's like you have to just be set in a trap you have to be finding barbed wires somewhere fucking luring him into a shed he's stupid enough to fall for it but then you're also cornering yourself then
1: well, that, that, yeah, that's what I was going to say earlier when I was saying, like, trying to get up to another level on a ladder or yeah. something. But I then, just think whatever
0: you do yeah. has to be a trap to cause him pain. You have to go like yeah. Kevin McAllister on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so it's potentially trap yourself while trying to trap him or pin yourself down uh, or just run. Um,
0: Look, I mean, running is the best option if you get the chance with this to just run and keep yeah. running. But then you do what happens to Sally and you go look for help and you end up with another one of the lunatics.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Um, Now. Then you take out your gun. And- <laughs> now I feel like
0: <laughs> I, if I was in that situation, I would very quickly put together that all these fuckers know each other and your best hope is to yeah. like, you might be walking for miles, but once you are clear, once you run away and are clear pass by the fucking gas station and just keep walking until you meet another person on the road or something but uh i i'd straight away would assume that that guy in the gas station was in on it
1: well put it this way in in a small town even if he wasn't in on it he knows about them and hasn't done anything about it yeah you know what i mean because it's a small town there's no way there's just no way he doesn't know what's up
0: yeah, and it's very clear if you're Sally that this isn't a one-off. This isn't one guy who's decided to start killing people today. Like, there's fucking bones all over the house. There's empty car. There's cars all over their backyard that are clearly other people that they've killed. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, you, you just have to keep running. Like, you, you might fucking die of exposure <laughs> before you meet <laughs> somebody, but your odds are still... Your chances are still better for survival. Oh, definitely. If you just yeah, keep moving. So. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that's that's how you uh, survive the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Just run and just keep fucking running. Or you get fucking going. Uh So yeah. we'd like to thank our sponsors, the NRA, for uh, sponsoring this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it has absolutely nothing got to do with anything we've been saying. But uh,
1: yeah, just... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Probably. how would you do a sponsored <laughs> ad for the,
0: for the NRA like what do you ch- check out nra.org where you can I don't even know what the NRA do <laughs> like, what would they be sponsoring you for I, I think they're just a lobbyist group yeah oh, it? that's it so, yeah, um, yeah they are just a lobbyist group but like yeah.
1: talk, talk to your um, local senator or councilman about how you think your right to uh, your second amendment rights are so as important Well, usually it's enough.
0: what the NRA they they set up another company for some unrelated thing that's just like a loop that loops around to talking about guns uh, like they'll get involved in some completely unrelated like anti-communism fucking thing <laughs> now I'm on the NRA website for some reason yeah no like uh, you gotta just keep fucking running or get a gun like you're in Texas, at least, uh, like I, somewhere in that farmhouse, there probably is a gun somewhere, but that would mean going going yeah. into the belly of the beast. So your best chance is to run if you don't have a gun yourself. And I think that is pretty much the only way to survive the Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
1: I can't think of any. Yeah, because like we said, there's lots of things you could try and avoid doing, but the that group's fate was kind of inevitable no matter what decisions they made. Like even if they didn't go into the farmhouse, they were going to be killed that night. They were, like there's yeah. just it was going to go down. Like there's uh, it's inevitable. So just run. Yeah.
0: So I think we'll leave it there. Uh, I think we've said all the can we yeah. said. Uh, I might watch the the sequel when it hits Neff. I probably won't. Actually, it looks terrible. But uh, we'll be back soon with uh, I don't know what we'll do next. But uh, we'll we'll update you on Twitter. Until then, have a nice apocalypse. Yeah.